You're listening to Frontlines, a podcast for the people that truly make mountain biking happen. Not the riders, racers, or product designers, but the builders, advocates, and the often forgotten board members of your local mountain bike trail association. I'm really excited to bring you this conversation. I'm very confident that you'll enjoy it, but it's perhaps an episode of personal interest more than most are as a mountain biker and a father. Over the past two years and a bit of being a dad, I've had the pleasure of seeing some great inspirational dads in the bike world. Some of them I actually met through work or on Instagram. The dad culture is strong and out there, and I wanted to get a few of us together for a conversation. I'm your host, Brent Hillier father of two-year-old Emerson, or the Emmer dude on Instagram, and this is episode 65 of Frontlines. All right, so this episode I'm joined by four guests. All of them are, are dads and all of them are, are mountain bikers, and, uh, and I want to start by introducing each of them. First, we have Bryce Sherbach. Bryce joins us from Wilmington, Delaware. He's a content creator, a pivot ambassador, and creator of uh, Pink Bike's local flavor series. Bryce is the dad of two boys, Logan, who just turned four, and Henry, who was a couple months shy of his first birthday. Hi, Bryce. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brent, for having me. Appreciate it. And second, we've got Anthony Duncan, who joins us from Johnson City, Tennessee, and is with the International Mountain Bicycling Association, otherwise known as IMBA. He's the IMBA local program manager and chapter liaison. He's also a dad of a seven-year-old son, Miles, who I've been told is currently learning the value of a dollar by apparently saving up for his uh, for a new mountain bike, which is uh, great to hear. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> And third, we have Blake Rosell, who joins us from Squamish, British Columbia, where he's an instructor for the School of Outdoor Recreation Management and Tourism Management at Capilano University. He's on the board of the BC Mountain Bike Tourism Association and has completed postgraduate research on mountain bike tourism, specifically investigating the reason that mountain bikers travel to ride bikes. Blake is also the dad of two boys, Clark, who is almost three, and Roy, who is 16 months old. Hi, Blake. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. And last, we've got Ben Hall, a.k.a. Mountain Bike Ben. Ben joins us from Hopkinton, New Hampshire, and is the host of the New England Dirt podcast and recently launched the Backyard Boys podcast, which is co-hosted with his four-year-old son, August. Uh, Ben is also the dad to to daughter, uh, Annika, who is 12, and oldest son, Aiden, who is 16. Hey, Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Brent. This is awesome. Yeah. So lots to kind of talk about with all the various things that that each of you do professionally. And and I definitely want to get to a a lot of that stuff as well and and talk about your experiences of being parents. What I want to start with is, is, uh, do each of your kids mountain bike? Do they all participate in mountain biking? Do some of them participate in mountain biking? And and whoever kind of wants to to start first, just just feel free to jump in there. I could start uh, because it's easy. Uh, No, (laughs) none of my kids are mountain bikers yet. Logan is my four-year-old and he's getting a BMX bike for his birthday this year. He's seen my videos and uh, he's seen a whole bunch of other awesome videos. And every time he sees like Brandon Seminuk, he's asking me if it's me. And I'm always, of course, telling him it is. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and, and so he 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 seems to be pretty into it, the spectacle of it. And he love. I mean, you know, he's so far pretty fearless, but 
as of now, I, you know, I haven't really gotten any of them out on the trails with me just yet. So uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hearing everybody else answer this and, and, uh, and, and how, how integral, you know, they've, they've kind of made like as, as parents, um, mountain biking in the lives of their, their children. Now, Bryce, how, how much have you introduced your oldest boy to, to cycling in general? Like, do you, do you get him out on a, a, a bike seat or, or does he have a run bike, that kind of thing? He does. Yeah. He, he has a balance bike that he's been pretty into. I mean, it's, uh, as I think he's as entertained riding that thing inside as much as he is outside every now and then around the house or around the yard, he'll kind of do a bunch of fun things. Uh, oftentimes just kind of throwing the bike down the stairs and, uh, and, and getting pretty jazzed about it. But honestly, it hasn't been something that I've, I've kind of made a regular part of his life to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, and it's not, not for any other reason than he has some other obsessions right now that, I'm kind of letting him indulge in or happy to let him indulge in. Anthony, what about yourself? Bikes are kind of just integrated into our lives. We don't necessarily purposefully try to integrate bikes into Miles's life. So, I mean, he's always seeing me work on bikes or go bike riding or, you know, I take him to meetings with me sometimes. So he gets to see kind of that side of the, uh, of the mountain biking world too, but I don't necessarily push him into mountain biking you know, he, I, I just want him to enjoy riding his bike in general. So, you know, we, we'll ride around the neighborhood. He'll ride to a friend's house. There will be festivals and events downtown. We'll take our bikes and ride around downtown. Just really kind of make it fun so that he can kind of see all aspects of bike riding, not necessarily just riding bikes in the woods, though we do. But, you know, he does really well. He 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 tries and, you know, walks the things that he that he can't ride. But, just integrating kind of bikes into our everyday life uh, really helps. We They just opened up a new bike park in town. So he's discovered uh, a new love for pump tracks. So we've got a paved pump track that he, that he just wants to constantly go ride now. But, you know, it's, it's more about, it, it's less about making him a mountain biker and more about kind of having him enjoy the freedom that bikes kind of provide to all of us. Blake, what about you? I have to kind of preface this by saying that I have a really awesome wife. You know, we started our relationship based on playing outside together. So she helps drive this probably as much, if not more than I do. You know, she ordered our son's Clark's run bike when he was six months old and and couldn't even walk. (laughs) So, you know, she's been super passionate about getting them both outside. In fact, while I'm doing this, they're both outside riding bikes right now. I'm really happy to say that both of our boys have ridden Full Nelson with us. For those of you who don't know, Full Nelson is kind of the iconic uh, flow trail in Squamish. So we will put the bikes on the, the boys on the handlebars, either a Mack ride or Ibert seat, depending on how big they are, and we'll ride together. So that's really cool that you know all four of us can get out and enjoy that. Clark, who turns three in September, is definitely ripping the run bike now. We waited a long time for him to actually stride, and now he's doing it kind of in the last two months. And we go out and we'll ride green trails. I'll um, throw Roy in the in the chariot in the back, and I'll follow Clark down some of these green trails. So definitely we're out on bikes quite a bit. You know, like I'm hearing, and it's amazing that I'm hearing this from all the other guys, is that, you know, we're not pushing mountain bike on them. We just want them to have fun playing outside. And if that involves biking, amazing. And right now we're at the stage where it does. Yeah, the iBird and and the Mac Ride, I, those are two seats that I definitely have have used with my son, and it's uh, we're on the Mac Ride now, and and they're 
amazing. Just, just even just getting around town on them, the, the interaction that I have with him and, uh, you know, instead of him kind of being in a trailer or him being just sitting behind me, he's, he's with me up front on the bike kind of in charge. I think he maybe perceives that he's more in charge than he actually is some days, but he's right there, which is really cool. It's, it's a, it's a great bonding experience having him up on that seat. What's the age limit for, for something like that? Because I've, I've seen a similar device on a couple of different bikes and I, I love that concept and, and I'm kind of itching to get, get that for myself, to be honest. Yeah. The Iberts, you can, you can start them pretty young in the Ibert and, um, and it's really kind of size. I, I can't remember what the weight limit is and I'm sure I probably went over the weight limit, but once, once he was just physically couldn't fit in the Ibert, that's when we switched over to the, the Mac ride and the, the Mac ride, the weight limit is quite high on it. I think the only limitation to it is, is depending on how big your, your kid gets, eventually they're going to kind of get in the way of you being able to ride the bike behind them. You know, you have to kind of open your, ease up a little bit more gotcha that sounds awesome yeah the only thing i find is that as i get a little heavier it's hard to pedal up the hills clark at 40 pounds i struggle sometimes to make it up some of the punchy climbs with him sitting on the on the mac ride <laughs> yeah yeah fore and aft control is a little challenging with uh with the kid in front of you <laughs> <laughs> especially when they're working against you not with you well and that's it with the the Mac ride, they can actually turn the bars. So, you yeah. know, get into the corner and they're leaning the wrong way and turning the bars <laughs> the wrong way, but it's all part of the fun. Yeah. So Ben, I'm, I'm curious of your answer to, uh, to our first question there, because you, you've definitely got, uh, you'll, you might have uh, some varying experiences here. You've got three kids, you've got two boys, uh, one daughter, you've got, uh, your youngest is four, four-year-old son, oldest, uh, is 16 daughter is is 12. Do all of them mountain bike or, or have they mountain bike? Are they, some of them getting out of it, into it? What's, yeah. uh, what's your experience? Yeah. So all of them ride bikes. And to varying degrees. And I've kind of let them kind of choose their own adventure, if you will, on bikes, just to not force it, but to encourage it to make it a factor of fun for them as opposed to forcing it on them. I, and I, I will always remember the best advice that I ever got from another dad as my oldest was becoming old enough to go out and, and, and adventure with me in the outdoors. And that was never force your kid to go do the sport that you love the most because they'll end up hating it and it'll ruin that experience for both of you. So taking that into consideration, I've always allowed my kids to, if they want to go for a ride, yes, let's go. Let's get after it. I will invite them on rides. And if they're like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, then what do you want to do? Let's go outside and play for a bit. But if you don't want to ride a bike, what else do you want to do? So that's always been the philosophy that I've taken with it. And it's worked out in the, I think, in 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 really good fashion. My oldest, Aiden, <laughs> it's funny, Bryce, we actually started riding in White Clay Park in Delaware. Um, I'm sure that you've ridden there before. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good spot to, I think, for an in introducing a young rider to the sport. Too. Yeah, great. Like just there, it's just flow trails. It's I always I always have, have explained White Clay to other people as 30 miles of BMX pump track. Yeah. So, you know, from from day one that he was old enough to fit in the chariot, we did that. It was funny at his age. It was really before any of the the handlebar seats became available. 
so we had limited and it was actually before balance bikes were even readily accessible. So he was on a chariot for, for quite a long time. And then when he was old enough to finally ride his own bike, he did so. And, and we kind of worked it up. He has now gone to and has been a support crew of mine on 24-hour races. He does his own. He'll hop on the bike and go out for 12, 15 miles. He rides a single speed now. He's into it 100%. He's done charity rides with me. He's full in. But I will say back to that philosophy of letting your kid kind of decide if they want to ride or not. There was a whole entire year that he didn't touch a bike. And it was crushing for me. It was so painful to have him say, no, I don't want to ride bikes. Every time I asked, no, nah, I don't want to go for a ride. And it was just like, all right, cool. And trusting this, this shared experience from another dad. And then my daughter, who's 12, she's the least excited of my three kids to go out and ride mountain bikes. Partly that's due to the fact that she's just on the wrong equipment right now. Her bike is way too small and I need to get her a new one. But the other part of it is that, you know, she's she's into a whole bunch of other things. She's a, she loves art. She loves music. So she's exploring those avenues of her life right now. But she'll go out and ride bikes with August after she gets home from school. Sometimes she'll go for rides with me that are more just exploring the neighborhood than anything else. And then August, I, I guess I'll, I'll put it that August, his last bike experience was this past Friday night where I took him bikepacking for the first time. Uh, which was awesome. Cool. We rode a mile behind my house and threw a tent up in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and he would not do it without his minion backpack on because we were going bike packing. So he, of course, he had to have a pack. So he carried his lamb lamb and his PJs and one toy out a mile from our house and uh, slept in the tent with me. And, and you can listen to more of it on the Backyard Boys, the next episode of the Backyard Boys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and I'm I'm glad you put a plug in there because it's it's that that show is very funny. I I, I certainly don't think that uh, everybody's going to be like it, but I'm confident that that everybody here on this panel discussion being being parents, I think I think you'll you'll be amused by it for sure. I could I could potentially see how some some folks that aren't <laughs> parents might uh, might not be as entertained by it, but. Uh, as a parent, it's hilarious. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, I, I just find it's just a very entertaining kind of fun podcast. So I'm, I am looking forward to uh, <laughs> that story on the podcast. What's been cool is that, uh, I've had people reach out to me who are not parents and just say, this is, this is so cool to listen to every once in a while. Cause it just reminds them of childhood. Yeah, that's cool. It reminds them of going out and exploring as they were kids, whether it was with their own dad or their mom or whoever it was. It reminds them of their childhood, which is mm. like, that's kind of cool to hear. It's, you know, unexpected benefit of that show. So, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. What I'd like to get to next is how has each of your personal relationships to mountain biking changed since becoming a parent or, or have they changed since becoming a parent? Anthony, if you wouldn't mind starting us off. Yeah, so as far as how my relationship to mountain biking has changed, I ride my rides a lot less than I used to. <laughs> you know, with being a dad, there's a lot of responsibilities <laughs> outside of mountain biking uh, that come along with it. The times that I generally have scheduled to ride before kids, uh, that time isn't there anymore. But, you know, as far as when I do schedule a ride, you know, if it's, if it's during the week and a time that he can go, he's always invited, always invited him to go. And 
Uh, somebody said earlier that uh, I think it was uh, Ben talking about being turned down for bike rides from his kids. That hasn't happened to me yet. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be super devastated. Uh, <laughs> the first time he says, no, I don't want to go for a bike ride. Uh, you know, how I ride and when I ride, all of those things have have changed. Uh, but I always make time to get out and ride and make sure that um, he is, in, is as included as he can be uh, in any of those options. So you know, it, it definitely, it definitely changes post kids for sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Blake. So I actually had a really funny meeting the other day with Jay from Imba Canada, who's almost always on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said something that I thought I might never say, and that is, you know what, Jay, it would be amazing if we had more shuttleable green trails. (laughs) 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 On a more serious note, my relationship, I've definitely am doing more shorter rides now, you know, where the windows of availability are not allowing for those four or five, six hour rides that I w- would have liked to do before. Um, but I am finding that I'm getting out more often. And, you know, that's partly because my wife looks at me and she's like, man, you really need to go for a bike ride. <laughs> and, you know, I'll go out for an hour, hour and a half. I'm pedal right from the house and, you know, do one or two trails. And that, you know, helps reset me as a parent. So the fact that she acknowledges that and I acknowledge that, I think is really good. So it's definitely in a lot of ways, made me a better parent, being able to get that quick release. I will also note that the disadvantage of having a wife that likes to play outside and get rad is that we compete for playtime. <laughs> so, you know, we used to go ride together or we used to have unlimited time. Now those windows are, are so much shorter. We're at the point where we are currently hiring babysitters to come and babysit our kids so we can get out and actually ride together. So it's become more challenging to ride, but if I, there's one thing that's worked for us is that is like, just get out and pedal for an hour or two and, and come back and be a more active dad when you come back. And Bryce, I'm, I'm curious as to your answer. Cause I, I know that you, you do a lot of mountain biking for, for work. You also uh, travel quite a bit for work as well. And I know that I, I deal with it a lot in the winter with when I'm uh, teaching avalanche courses, I don't actually get a lot of time to go skiing personally. I'm on my skis every week, but the personal uh, ski days are, are limited. Do you find that, that with biking as your, as your professional job it does it do you have time to just go for a ride when you're at home yeah it's a pretty it's a really interesting question and dynamic i think i i am fortunate so that when i'm not traveling i have i i get to work from home so oftentimes what i'll try to do is build it into the day build a few hours and, and we just recently bought a house it's about a mile and a half from my favorite trails in sort of the greater Philadelphia area in Brandywine, which is kind of straddles the North Wilmington, Delaware, Southern Chester County, Pennsylvania. So I can pedal a mile and a half down the road and and go get myself two and a half to three hours in and, and uh, get, uh, you know, plenty of riding in that way. And, uh, you know, honestly, I would say that my relationship with mountain biking since having kids has changed insofar as, it, it has actually, like, if anything, probably pushed me harder to be better at everything I do uh, in terms of being an athlete and also being a, a content creator and, and delivering, you know, assets to whether it's to, to Pinkbike or to any of the sponsors because, you know, like it is my source of income, right? So I do feel a, bit, a little bit more of the onus of, of making sure that I can 
provide, right? And so the better I am at my job, the better I am at providing. You know, that personal time, Brent, that you were asking about, you know, I, I, I think that it would be weird if I were to complain about <laughs> like my job, like I leave on, on Father's Day, which uh, to be honest with you is I, I like did the math realizing like I'm going to be in Austria, a check-in in the morning, which, oh wait, that means I leave the night before uh, on the East Coast, which, which is Father's Day. So I was a little actually like kind of bummed to, to be leaving on that day. But, you know, if I were to complain about like having to carry around a 30 pound camera pack and, and, you know, to do my job, I mean, that would be a bit strange because it's really a brilliant job. So I, 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 uh, and I do still, even when I'm traveling, I, I get my kicks in and I, I mean, I do still get to push myself and enjoy things and it might not be quite like as it might not always be that the freedom of like a, you know, just going out and ride with your buddies for a few hours. Like there's definitely uh, an objective most of the time but it's still quite enjoyable. And, and yeah, I mean, when, when I'm home, I, I, I make sure that uh, I, I find the time to, to get out there and, and get some, get some hours on in the saddle and some miles in. Bryce, this can be directed at you, but also everybody else is, has anybody's tolerance to risk changed at all? Sure. Yeah. I think that uh, that's a really good question. And I would say that I probably, so, so this is, I don't know. I hope that this makes sense. I, I'm, I'm a more measured rider as a result of being a parent. And again, that's in part because I just don't want, I, I want to be healthy for my children first and foremost, but I also just, you know, like I'm, I'm not a, a world cupper, right? So I don't have a lot of my income depends on me being able to deliver things. So in that sense as well, like I, you know, if I, if I get hurt, it, it makes it hard for me to do my job, but the other, you know, like the, the, the other side of the coin is like a lot of my job means I need to be able to go do things that a lot of people are uncomfortable doing on the bike. And so I, I would actually say that I've probably do quite a bit more of that since being a parent, which seems counterintuitive. But uh, again, kind of going back to the, to the previous response, I, I think that's a function of me just being a bit more focused and really like I can be measured. I don't, you know, I'm not, I, I think hucking is, is when you, is categorically like pretty irresponsible and dangerous, right? So I wouldn't call myself a hucker, but I, you know, like you work hard to develop the skill set, and and I generally won't just hit something that I can't sort of the line of sight is questionable, and I'll stop. I'm not I'm not above stopping and taking a look, but then, yeah, I think I think I lean hard on just that focus and and that that intent to be to to get better and better, so that you know, like it's it's not just hucking and praying. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, taking, writing things that I think a lot of people would deem risky, but, but I actually think that my comfort level, you know, has gone up and, and that's again, like a function of just probably wanting to be better so that, um, I can do my job better and, mm-hmm. and ultimately like provide for my children. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was going to say in, in my own experience and, you know, how did my writing change after having kids? It definitely progressed from, a. I took things a lot easier for the first few years, especially with my first child and thinking like, oh my God, I mean, every parent does it, right? You have your first child and you're completely different. By the time that we had our third child, it was like, ah, you can do whatever we want to with this one. You kind of have the same <laughs> philosophy with your own with your own sort of 
mortality, if you will, or your own, you know, risk management. At least that's what I experienced. I was pretty cautious after my first kid was born, after after then our second child was born, got a little more like, yeah, you know, I can I can push it. And I mean, I just I just actually started downhilling for the first time two years ago at Highland Mountain Bike Park. And so opening up a whole new set of skills for myself. But I think that's also because as a parent, you want to continuously learn. You want to continuously progress because that's what your kids are doing. And that's what they're almost like. I I learn and I'm inspired by my children's willingness and desire to get out there and get active just as much as I'm sure that they get that from me. I think you as a parent allow yourself to take that time to say, yeah, maybe I'm not going to go as hard today, or maybe I'm not going to go and, and huck that drop. But at the same time, don't be afraid to do it either. I would say that if you allow yourself to explore and to get more familiar with the the bike and with handling and with skills, especially challenging yourself and skills that you quite haven't had, it makes you a better rider. And therefore, I think it makes you a better parent. It allows you to be able to impart some of that wisdom, some of those skills um, and some of that enjoyment, just the thrill of it that your kids, that's what they live for right now in their ages. They live for the thrill of everything that's coming at them. So don't be afraid as a parent to experience that too. Yeah, that's a that's a, a really cool way to kind of uh, explain that. I, I I like that. Yeah, I think if you've ever seen me ride, Brent, you know that I have no problems uh, managing risk while I'm while I'm riding my bike. But uh, it's always nice to see um, to have Miles kind of recognize that it's okay to assess those risks and determine what you want to do based on you know based on your own thought process. I, I would like for him to know that it's okay to to take some risk occasionally, but you have to understand what comes along with those risks. And, you know, kids can sometimes, they either, they're either super risk averse or they have, you know, or, or they're completely measured in what it is that they're doing. And, and I think he's, you know, he's starting to find a good balance on, on what it is that he can do based on his skills and what he may not have the skills to do and, uh, and have something horrible, <laughs> some crazy crash happen, you know. Yeah, that was something that I didn't really think about. I know, I know. There's, you know, we call some kids bruisers, and 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 they, you know, they're always falling and tripping and and just trying things and climbing on things. But I, I never really thought about, you know, some kids are just naturally cautious with with things, and I, I never really thought about that before becoming a parent and and to kind of see my my son take his time with a lot of stuff and, and think about things. It's good. I, I, you know, as somebody that is around what's perceived as, as risky activities, I like seeing that in him, that he's, he's cautious and calculated, but not every kid is, is like that. And not everybody is like that, right? We're all, we're all different. You know, I think another important thing to think about, especially as a parent that is trying to get their child or children into outdoor sports. And this is beyond mountain biking. I mean, this is skiing and snowboarding. This is, you know, going out and, and just going swimming. It's okay to let your kids see you fail because they know that it's a natural part of learning and growing, especially with the sports that they love. And he had a massive fall two weeks ago where he scraped his belly. Like he hit his stem and it like scratched a hole almost like a perfect hole right next to his belly button. And he was really shooken up, but I was really proud of him that he got up and he was like, he checked himself over. He's like, okay, I'm okay. He was shooken up, 
pretty severely, but he got back on his bike and kept riding. And I thought that was really cool. But I think that's also because I've been sort of showing him that that's exactly how, how you do it. If, if he, if you're hurt or if your kids hurt, you'll know, but if they're hurt, but okay, just let them be hurt and okay. Hmm. Yeah. Miles crashed on the pump track the other day and scraped his arm up, scraped his elbow up, you know, and we, and we talked about it. It was, it was literally the first 15 minutes we were there, scraped his elbow up and he was checking it out. And so we had a, we had a moment on at the kind of the Island at the top of the center of the pump track and, and compared scrapes and scars and stuff on our, on our arms and legs. So, but you know, we, he kept riding for another hour or so. So it's, uh, yeah, like you said, it's just let him know that it's okay to be hurt. You're going to crash. You're going to, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but you know, you got to learn from those mistakes and kind of keep moving forward. So good, good life lessons in biking for sure. Well, and as, as parents, we always applaud our kids for doing well, right? It's the participation trophy, right? It's like, yeah, yeah you did it. Great. I like congratulating them on not succeeding sometimes. Like, good job. You tried hard. You didn't do it. Let's try it again. Right. Encourage them that it's, it's okay to fail. It's okay to do wrong. It's okay to not get to the top of the climb. It's okay to, you know, go off that rock and fall down and hurt yourself. That's a part of life. And the more you can learn about that now as a kid out there riding your bike, man, you're going to be so much better prepared as an adult in real world. There's so many, there's so many applicable teachable moments for our kids outside playing in the outdoors that apply to real life that I think is lost sometimes. Ben, I I really like that point specifically and and to go back to what you were talking about earlier with kind of demystifying falling right and hurting yourself a little bit because i think that again like the way we we react our, our kids are very obviously aware of how we're going to respond to things that happen to them right um and they can't help but be aware especially if we hover and uh, listen i'm not above occasionally like especially with with when they're younger being a lightning bolt across a room <laughs> if, I, if yeah. I suspect catastrophe around the corner. Uh, you wouldn't be a dad if you weren't. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's superhuman almost there. <laughs> I surprised myself. Uh, but I, you know, like I, I've, I've come home over the years. I mean, uh, even since Logan was born with some, some significant injuries, I, I, do, I remember, and this, this also actually speaks to how amazing, like, and supportive my wife is and, and how like, how it, you know, all of this honestly wouldn't be possible without a, a, a partner that supports what I do. But, but it, when he was one, the in well, in 2016, so like right, right before he turned one, and then actually right after he turned one, uh, I had broke my ribs twice that year once in Northern California at an enduro, and then another time in Mont Saint Anne working for Pink Bike. And you know, I honestly, I think he was probably too young to even. To, for us to, to really have much of a conversation on he probably saw some bruises if, if he ever saw me with my shirt off but actually like I remember personally like the biggest for me that the, the biggest the, the the thing I thought it impacted most was my ability physically to like parent and how again kind of just going back to the risk assessment as a mountain biker um, and and whether or not it's counterintuitive or not it's for me like I think uh, it just drives home that sense. And Ben, I think you even talked about earlier, like developing, taking on new things, developing skill. And, and I think that's not only good in terms of keeping up with the kids, but but also it, it the more skill you have, 
the more comfortable in theory, right? You should be pushing things. But I, I just remember now, uh, you know, I think about it now, like when, whenever there is like a big gash on my arm or if I come home with a new scar or whatever, you know, my, my Logan, my oldest will, will kind of like run his finger down it and, and ask me about it. And, um, and if anything else, I mean, not for, not to be uh, macho about it, but just, just for him to kind of see that I'm not just okay, but kind of cool with, with the stories that come from some of those scars. Like I, I, I like to talk about it and I like him to know that one, I'm, I'm, I'm home where everything's all good. I got up and guess what? I have a really cool story to tell uh, about this. So not that I, I, I think that you should encourage gashes down your abdomen or, <laughs> or broken ribs. But, but I, I do think that there's something to be said about just how we respond when we are hurt and obviously how that's kind of uh, going to influence the way your, your children respond to, to, to them eventually and inevitably kind of getting hurt, you know? Yeah. You're not glorifying it, but you're also celebrating the life that you're living. Right. I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind yeah. of the base of it. And, and if you push yourself, which we all want our kids to push themselves at times, they are going to get hurt and it's okay to be hurt. Yeah. And sometimes to your point, Bryce, there's sometimes a lot of fun that went into getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's typically in my case, it's documented. And so <laughs> there's, some, there's, there's footage available <laughs> if they have any further questions. Yeah. So he's running your, his finger down your, uh, your new scar on your arm. And then you're like, you want to see the film? <laughs> you want to see exactly. the footage? Yeah. <laughs> Daddy got footy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to keep the cursing to a minimum. I, I, I'm always uh, cognizant of that as well. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so I want to go back to uh, to something that Blake said, and and it was about wanting more green trails that could be shuttled, and I I think that that really touches on uh, something that I've I've recognized recently is. I've I've always been an, an advocate for beginner trails and and that was partly because of of the work that I did in the past. I, mean, I, did, I taught a lot of mountain biking and and so just seeing a lot of beginner riders and getting a lot of people into the sport I, I recognized a a real shortage of beginner trails where where I lived. But now especially as as somebody that is looking at trails going like where can I in a, in a couple years or in a few years, take my son to go riding. I it's reignited this passion to try to, to try to get some more trails out there. And, and so has, have any of you kind of taken on a slightly more uh, advocacy role since, since becoming a parent or, or have you been more vocal about uh, new trails or, or more supportive of your local trail association uh, since becoming a, a parent at all? Go for it, Blake. Recently, um, there was a call for new board of directors for our local trail association. And, you know, I said to my wife, maybe I should consider putting my hand up. And she said, you know what? We got enough on our plate right now. You should spend some more time biking, less time working. And that was the first time that we've ever had that discussion, you know, because I'm a guy that puts my hand up for a lot of things. Um, And that's the reality is I want to be a better parent. To be a better parent, I need to get my recreation in. And, you know, sign, put, signing up, putting my hand up for something else is not going to make me a better parent in this stage of my life. That's great advice uh, and advice I, I, uh, I, I hope to, to try to do better on in the future because I'm the same way. I, if I find myself with spare time, I fill it very quickly with, with new projects and new initiatives. So, Being the uh, 
advocacy organization dad on the call, Brent. Um, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I got my I got my start in the advocacy world with my with my local Sorba Imbo Sorba chapter, uh, the Sorba Tri Cities. They've been doing a lot of work in the past, probably eight nine years, setting up opportunities for more beginner trails and some easier trails. You know, living in the mountains, it's easy to find an all day backcountry adventure that's got big descents, big climbs, and you know stuff that that entry level riders probably should never even look at, let alone try to ride on a on a bicycle. And so there has been a lot of efforts locally here. In, in Johnson City and the Tri Cities area to have more beginner trails on the ground, but all around the country, you know, communities are, are rallying around opportunities to to build trails and to have some facilities that specifically cater to novice riders or kids. You know, a lot of things that I talk about in my New England Dirt podcast is growing the sport, and part of that has to do with families. And I wonder, as all of us are sitting here talking about how we've kind of, you know, morphed over the past few years being dads, are we part of the change of the sport right now? Are we putting ourselves out there? And Blake, you know, that that question of can we can we create more shuttable green trails is like we're starting to change the sport for ourselves because we find the need finally. Is that is? Do you guys see that that's actually what's going on here? Are we part of answering our own problem that we created 10, 15, 20 years ago? Or is it a bigger than just us dads? Like, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on that. I can say absolutely 100%. And it's been the whole parenting journey that's caused me to rethink, you know, watching my wife biking as a pregnant lady and saying, you know what, there are not trails that seem like they are safe for, you know, intermediate mountain bikers, you know, to go from an advanced biker to a pregnant intermediate biker and being not comfortable in the trails that she was previously riding. So, you know, the whole process has caused me to step back and rethink what we're doing because I want everyone to be able to have fun on their bike. And there are not a lot of places for that, which is really unfortunate. That that is uh, like that's a really good question, and I'm not even sure that I've ever connected fatherhood or being a parent to going even back to like the original question that Brent asked. For me, it's we live in a new community for us, and so the trails that I've ridden for a very very long time, and so we have a new organization that we've been slowly getting off the ground and I, I don't want to be the president of it. I'm, I'd like leadership to kind of be spread out, but it, it does seem like at this particular junction that I'm kind of the, the, the main liaison for state park and, and a few other land managers. So um, I'm involved in a lot of those discussions. And, and so I, for me, it's about just building community in general and trying to sort of create mountain bike like helping mountain biking become uh, a bit more of a commodity and an asset and, and a large part of that is really trying to demystify it and breaking it down even further the demystification of it is really trying to make sure that everybody sees a place for themselves in it and and, and i think that, that ultimately like wanting to sort of just build our community not just specifically the mountain bike community but the community for example of, of north wilmington i've never even really thought I uh, haven't necessarily given it a whole lot of consideration as to what drives that, but I do, I, I, I guess like, I don't know that that was there four years ago before I had any children, you know, like it, it, 
a lot, a lot of it was just wanting more trails and wanting access and this and that. And, and, and certainly was just sort of like my own self-interest. But now I, I would say actually like that, that sense of wanting to really develop the community and, and, and open it up to as many people as possible and, and really kind of tie mountain biking into the fabric of the community. I, I don't know that I could say I felt that impetus before I was a parent and, and that's an actually, that's a really interesting thing to consider now. I'm, that was a great question. So there's a, a question that I, I asked the Mother's Day panel that I, that I want to ask uh, this Father's Day panel uh, as well. And, and it was before becoming a, a father, did you have a picture of, of what your mountain bike family would look like? Uh, and, and is that at all different than the, the current reality that you, you live in? Uh, I'll go. I'll, I mean, my go ahead, Bryce. I'm only laughing because my, my my wife is just uh, she's very active. But you know, I, I think before having a kid, I still never my mountain bike family picture was what, me with the helmet on and my wife with the pair of running shoes, laughing at how much of a dork I looked like. Like, there's no, you know, it's definitely not. I think that I've never honestly, like even I, I just think, I think a lot of it is just knowing like for me, knowing my wife and understanding uh, that we're both wired similarly. And so far as like, we we're not interested in, in pushing our own sort of projections onto our children. So I, I would honestly say that I've had very little expectations pre or post parenthood uh, in terms of, the mountain bike family, you know, and our mountain bike household. But I, I will, I mean, I will say this, like at the very least, like w- what's important to us is that there's a, an affinity and, and, and a real like appreciation and hopefully a love for the outdoors and our natural resources. And, and I'm going to give, you know, my boys every opportunity that they could ever ask for if they ask for it to, to explore the, you know, the natural world on two wheels. But, um, but to be honest with you, I've, I've always kind of assumed that, you know, I, I've always hoped for the best, but but kind of expected to be the the dorky guy riding bikes in the house, you know, if I'm, <laughs> if, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, my, my foresight into it was just, you know, uh, looking forward to having someone to ride with that would be, um, you know, it's it's always nice when when I feel myself progress when I ride and, and you know, learn new things on the bike. But, uh, you know, I was, I was mainly looking forward to watching Miles have these, these moments of progression where he goes from, you know, the balance bike to a pedal bike without training wheels. And just the first time I let him go on the bike and he just pedaled, you know, he pedaled away. You know, those are more of the moments that I think that I, that I conjured in my mind uh, were just kind of those, let's have fun and, and let's kind of see where this thing can take us. And then, you know, and kind of going back to something that Bryce said about, about having our kids appreciate the outdoors and, and kind of have a respect for, you know, for the open space around us and kind of understand how they fit within that space and how they can enjoy it. You know, finding these methods of, of transport that get us out into the wild. You know, if mountain biking is one of those things, then, you know, then that's great. And I hope he can you know, I hope that as he progresses in his mountain biking life or even his outdoors life in general. So just hoping that he understands and appreciates the the world that we live in and has, 
you know, some sort of conservation idea behind it, which, which might be super easy for him seeing that his dad does work in the advocacy world and he's kind of around it quite a bit. But that was more of the, of the vision that I had going into it is that I, you know, I kind of created this, this next generation of, of somebody that, that cares about the world and, and can do it and, and can experience it in some fun ways. I, uh, I would say that my, my expectation or my thought has, has changed 100%. I mean, or 180 degrees, if you will. I was, uh, before having kids, I was a, uh, an avid backpacker and whitewater canoeist. And I would go off on trips for weeks at a time and say goodbye to my, my, my wife, uh, and just, just be gone for a while. And then of course you have kids and you don't want to leave. You want to stay with your kids. And not that I wanted to get away from my wife by any means, but it was easier <laughs> without kids to go for a while. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I always had a bike and I was always mountain biking, you know, I'd go out and spend in the afternoon and, you know, after having kids, it just became more and more of that's what I wanted to do. Cause I could go out for a couple of hours and then be back. I could go out on Sunday mornings and do dirt church for Sunday mornings and be back and, you know, around 10 a.m. And, and make breakfast for my wife and my son and have a great family day. And that was a cool experience. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, wait a minute, I can take my kids with me too and we can do this together. So I never saw myself as being a mountain bike family. I guess I had never thought about it even beforehand, uh, but it's now just become, I mean, my wife kills me that I can't, we can't park any of our, our cars in the garage because it's filled with bikes for every <laughs> single size that you could ever want. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, I, I never thought that that would be the case for us. For myself, I absolutely forgot about what the first five years of parenting would be like. When we started family planning, um, we were watching my nieces a lot who were six and seven at the time. And I thought that's what parenting was like, you know, kids that can go and do stuff and have fun. I didn't really remember or think about how hard this, these first couple of years are going to be when there's not a lot they can do. So I'm so excited that we're getting now into the fun stage where we can actually really play outside together. That'd be a great question to ask in 10 years, Brent, when, uh, when, when Miles is a teenager and hanging out with dad is lame. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll need to do. We'll need to come back uh, or, or perhaps get the other side of the story as well and, and have the, the kids on here. Right. So in 10 years, I'll tell you how my 26-year-old is doing. How's that? That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> ben, if I can ask, actually, Anthony, when you described like the vision you may or may not have had of life as a mountain biking family. But, uh, and I, maybe you're there as well, Blake, I, I'm guessing you're in the same boat I am with, with, in terms of the age of our kids. But Ben, do you remember what it was like for you when your eldest son, what was it like when he first, you know, when he was able to pedal away from you, right? Sans training wheels, like, was it like one of those sort of quintessential moments where you were kind of pushing him or was it just something that he was doing on the sidewalk in front of the house? What, what was that like for you? Was that an emotional moment as, as a parent? It was, but, you know, so when Aiden was ready to have the training wheels off, to be completely honest, I wasn't even the one that first noticed it was my dad. <laughs> we were sitting out in front of our house and I was actually, I was living in Clayton, Delaware at the time. So just down the road from mm -hmm. you and 
he was just ripping up and down the sidewalks and popping off the the curb and everything. And his training wheels were so, I had bent them so far out of the way. And my dad was like, why don't you just take those stupid things off? He's not even <laughs> using them anyway. And I was like, oh yeah, that's probably a good call, dad. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was, that was more of uh, the emotional state that I was in was like, man, I'm such a moron. More than it was like, yeah, my son's <laughs> off his training. You know, <laughs> hindsight being what it is, I should have been a little bit more prepared for that moment, but. Yeah, I actually posted Miles's first pedal away from me on Instagram because I recorded it. So, but I, I remember, you know, we we bought his we bought his bike that had it had training wheels on it, and we went to a local park, and there's this giant earthen dam to keep the actual park from flooding, and you can ride across the top of it. And we got to the other side of it, and yeah, there's training wheels on his bike, and there's this giant open field that's got a really nice low angle grade on it. We got uh, we got we got across the dam into the top of that field, and I said, "Hey, Miles, let's let's take the training wheels off your bike and see how you do." And he said, "Okay," and it really surprised me that he said, "Okay." So we <laughs> sat down in the field in the grass and took his training wheels off. And but you know, at this point, he had been riding a balance bike for I don't know two or three years, and uh, was doing really well on it. And so you know, we we were out in the field, and I held onto the back of the bike and kind of just gave him a little push and he just pedaled right off. Like it was like he'd been doing it all of his life. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was completely stoked. I was, I, I had to stop video. And so I could jump up and down and high five him a bunch of times, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a really cool moment. And, you know, I, I got it on, I got it on video and the social media world got to see it as it happened. So, which was pretty cool. That's great. And I think that's kind of, you know, my last thought in this whole conversation too, is I have not had more fun personally in any sport than I have had watching my kids learn and really love doing what they're doing, you know, whether it's biking or whatever. I, and I will just share a short story. The other day I watched Clark, he went up to the skate park and, you know, cruise over there on his run bike and he sent the biggest drop in in the skate park without any encouragement from me. And I was just, I couldn't even speak. I was so overtaken. And I, that doesn't happen to me very regularly. So that's been the really cool bonus of parenting that I didn't expect either. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, I think that's a, a great spot to kind of leave in. And I, I'm going to give everybody just one more opportunity to say one more thing. Cause I know a lot of us have, have already mentioned it already. Our partners, I think are a big reason as to why we can do a lot of what we can do and why we can continue getting out there and, and riding, whether it's on our own or, or, or with our kids. So I personally just, you know, want to make a shout out to, to my wife, Jennifer, cause she's allowed me to do that. I know Bryce, you've already kind of mentioned that as well, but I want to give everybody an opportunity to kind of give some credit where credit is due and, and, uh, and, and plug a little shout out to, uh, to your partners if you'd like to. Yeah, sure. Um, I mentioned it earlier and Brent, I think I even mentioned it in the email leading up to this. Yeah. I can't say it enough. I mean, my, my wife, Megan is, um, she, I, I spend a lot of time traveling and and she hasn't you know like it's entirely because of the job and what i do is just it wouldn't i, I like I, I not once i've ever heard a peep from her asking or suggesting that maybe i try to transition into another role in the industry or you know and out of the industry entirely so you know she is a superhuman super mom um, she's been unbelievably supportive of my career and, and even when I'm home on the weekends, I want to go get a ride in for a few hours and, and, you know, we, we try to, 
reciprocate that for one another. But yeah, she's none of what I do would be possible if uh, I didn't have her support. And and I'm just endlessly blown away by by how amazing she is as a mother and and as a as a wife and partner and, and just human being in general. Yeah, I'll I'll second that. My wife Mora has been. She doesn't ride bikes. She's never been a huge fan of bikes. Um, she tolerates my uh, uh, pr- passion and profession as much as uh, as any <laughs> loving uh, spouse would do. Um, and you know, it's been one of those things that she absolutely loves the fact that. I've been sharing this passion and involving the kids uh, and giving them something to to really attain to and, and hold on to as well. And taking that time to spend with them and go out and give them sort of the the world's view, if you will, from the the seat of two wheels. Um, she's been very supportive of that and encouraging of that. And she's uh, she's definitely the glue for our family and she's a rock star. So I appreciate everything that she does for us. Yeah, and, and Miles has a huge support system here locally. The vast majority of his of his mom's family still lives, you know, within 20, 30 minutes of our house. So, you know, I travel quite a bit. And so every you know, everybody pitches in to help. And uh, you know, he's got a great support system. Everybody's in, you know, they're they're always encouraging him to get out and, and do fun things and and to and to experience the world and experience the outdoors. So yeah, big shout out to everybody in my in my neck of the woods that 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 helps out to, you know as 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 I need to go on rides or go on vacation or travel for work. So yeah, great support system here. And, and I think that's it, right? Is that you know it's super fun being a dad, but we need those breaks, we need those times to refresh and you know keep being an awesome dad and. You know, it's the it's the moms, but it's also the grandparents, as Anthony just talked about. You know, my mom just came out so I could spend a 10-day bike trip through Oregon and California, just refreshing and recharging and coming back and being ready to be a dad again. Awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for, for taking the time uh, to chat with me. This, is, uh, this has been a really fun conversation and happy Father's Day this weekend. I hope you have a great one. Yeah, thank you, Brent. This was great. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you and everybody else on the call. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Happy Father's Day, guys. It's been a pleasure. Well, that wraps up our penultimate episode of the season. Our final episode will be with the mountain bikers of Santa Cruz. Big thanks to all my guests today. I've included some links in the show notes. You can find each of the dad's Instagram handles and Trail Forks links to each of their backyard trails. I've also included links to the Mac Ride and the iBert bike seats on Amazon. Now, if you purchase either of those by following those links in the show notes, then part of that purchase will come back to support the show via the Amazon affiliate program. Like always, you can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FrontlinesMTB. You can also join the Facebook group at Advocates on the Frontlines of MTB. And you can send me an email or audio file to info at FrontlinesMTB.com. You can stream the show on Mountain Bike Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you haven't done so already, leave a review on wherever you get the show. It helps others find the podcast. Don't forget to support the show via PayPal. You can find a link in the show notes and a huge thanks to Ernest and Ule who not only donated to the show, but have subscribed to donate monthly. Thanks a ton, you two. 
Music, as always, is by Lee Rosevere. Production notes by Jennifer Pride. Artwork is created by Brandon Gallagher-Watson and BGW Creative. And big thanks to Ben Wellnuck and the team at Mountain Bike Radio for their continued support. And finally, I'm Brent Hillier. This is Frontlines. Thanks for listening, and happy Father's Day.